the reading, and then I'll come and share from that. Thank you. The reading today is from the Gospel of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Kai, for reading. Um, a wonderful passage, one of my favorites. I don't know which is your favorite passage in the Bible or favorite verse. This rates as one of my top. And if you read... Remember, the three hours on G, return, renew, rebuild, and go. The heart of it is here. And as Kai introduced this, he said, um, a reading from the gospel. And then I sort of thought, um, Acts isn't one of the gospels. But actually, Acts links into Luke, which is a gospel. So in a sense, you know, it. It, it, it passes as a gospel, doesn't it? Because the writer of Acts, it's like a continuation starting from Luke. At the end of Luke's gospel, in Luke chapter 24, you find the ascension story where Jesus is saying to his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem until you receive power. At the beginning of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, we read at the beginning, Acts chapter 1, Verse 8, which I'd like to come up on the screen again, just so we have a quick reminder here. Because Acts chapter 2 comes after Acts chapter 1. And in Acts chapter 1, you find this here. Again, this is what's happening around the ascension. Shall we just read that bit together? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Go, return, renew, rebuild, and go. Go, go is where we want to start, is where I want to start. As a missionary pastor, that's what I'm itching to do, is to go. But actually, I cannot go until I return. So if you go beyond here to the beginning of Acts chapter 2, you find the disciples gathered together in one space, in one room, waiting. That they will be filled and empowered by the Spirit. Because only then can they go. 
We come to this section here in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, which Kai has read for us very beautifully. And you find a model here. I'll be saying a little bit more about this when I talk about vision, but actually this in a sense is part one of it. If I don't preach on any other passage throughout the year, I will preach on Acts chapter 2. And if that's the only Bible verse I preach on or the only chapters I preach on from verse 1, from chapter 1 to chapter 4, I will dwell there because there is plenty here. I'm calling the picture of the church home. And I'll be breaking that down a little bit more, working with Angelo on this. But what does home look like? What words come to mind when I say home to you? Just shout out. When I say home, what do you think of? What is home? Belonging. Peace. Rest. Safe. Roast dinner. A cat. Fellowship. Family. Love. Keep them coming. There is plenty. Comfort. Acceptance. Shelter. Blessed. Love. Warmth. Respect. Keep it going. There's a long list. I'm talking about what home should be. Sometimes it might not feel like this or be that, but the model, ideal home, when you think of home, cozy, snug, peaceful, tolerance, that's a big one, but a key one, fun. Food. That happens as well in home. Quiet and silence. Sometimes during sleep or maybe at the table and you've run out of what to say. Have you heard of the word, the Greek word koinonia? Koinonia. How do you pronounce it? I've got my Greek scholar in front of me because I, in my Samia and Ugandan accent, I can say this in all sorts of ways as I read it, but she actually speaks Greek, so say it properly. Koinonia. Can anybody say that after Rihanna? Koinonia. Koinonia. Okay for their church fellowships. That's right. So what does that mean in Greek? Um, it's fellowship. Fellowship. This section here is described as the fellowship of believers. The fellowship of believers. And I've called this, I've added to your list of home, of this fellowship as a place of rest, love, companionship, sharing, welcome, hospitality, joy, gifts, service, prayer, care, brothers and sisters. Sometimes those are biological. Other times they're adopted like we are, brothers and sisters. Forgiveness, attractive, 
tidying up, clean, fix things, security, heaven, earth, dominion. When I say dominion, I pause to look at you. God has given us dominion on earth over all things. Dominion. We make a home. It doesn't just happen. We make it. But this is God's house and it is his home. So the Lord builds it and makes it intergenerational, intercultural, dining, sharing. St. Thomas Aquinas, anybody know that historical figure, that name? He wrote this about the Eucharist, and he said, the Eucharist is the sacrament of the unity of the church, which results from the fact that many are one in Christ. And there's a beauty when we gather together and share Holy Communion, that there's that sense, that unity, we share the peace together. I say all these things because when I read Acts chapter 2, it looks beautiful, it looks wonderful, it looks like the dream place to be. But how does it happen? It doesn't just happen. It starts in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and at the beginning of Acts chapter 2, as they dwell together in unity Unity in diversity, really, because those disciples are different. They're from very different stories and different walks and different backgrounds. Men and women gathered together. Joel 2, he says, In the last days I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh, men and women, young and old, Jews and Gentiles. Upon all. And when the Spirit of the Lord is poured upon all, then we'll be enabled and empowered to go out and be his witnesses, to be his hands and his feet. Then we'll go out and do all that from a place of unity. That will be for one another. I want us to read Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 together, step by step, please. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. As I read these, I'm going to punctuate each verse with a call to connect groups or home groups or prayer triplets. I'm doing that by saying, you could do verse 42 alone, on your own, in your room, in your car, in your own space. Or you could do verse 42 with two or three other people. Even better, just as they did there, be part of a group. A group of five or six or up to 12. Now just see, I'm going to name and shame. I'm allowed to do that in my vicar mode. So anybody who is part of a connect group. Let's see your hand. If you already belong to a connect group. Okay, I've called it connect group and it might confuse you. Home group. Small group. Okay, hand down. Uh, I'm assuming the others whose hands haven't gone up 
are not yet. I used not yet because I'm hopeful that we will all be part of one. If you're not yet part of a connect group, can I just encourage you? You don't have to host it yourself. You don't have to lead it yourself. You can belong to one that somebody else is hosting or leading. There's a group that meets on Monday. There's a group that meets on Tuesday. There are two or three groups now that meet on Wednesday. There are two groups that meet on Thursday. And there's a group that meets on Friday. Another group that meets on Saturday. So each day of the week... We've got groups. So we've got 10 groups. But if our electoral, as it stands at the moment, is about 220, for an electoral of 220, I think 10 connect groups is a bit small. If you divide 220 by 10, what do you get? 22. Well, that, that, that's too big. A connect group, ideally, should have a maximum of 12. So 220 or 224 to be even easier, divide by 12. Quick maths, I'm looking around. 224 divide by 12. I'm looking at the queens. 20. Okay, so that means we have half the number of connect groups at the moment, 10. If by the end of the year we could up these and have 10 more, that would be awesome. Awesome is a cure, is, is an Angelo word, by the way, so it's, it's rubbing on. Most things are awesome, but he says it better. How do you say awesome? Bundava. <laughs> That's going to take me the whole year to learn that bit. Verse 43. Let's read verse 43 together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Okay, so it's the apostles who are leading and hosting these groups as they met from house to house. We've heard of some signs and wonders. Debbie shared of a sign and wonder where she prayed or her group prayed and then the next day there was an answer to prayer. Did you hear that? So she didn't pray on her own, but she invited her connect group to pray. And they prayed about a very practical thing. Verse 44, together. All the believers were together and had everything in common. One of the practical things that happens in a connect group is, for example, the queens. It was that time when Uduak lost her dad. And when this happened... She shared this with us, but she was held by her connect group last summer. And the stories are many for all of us, where in a very practical, physical way, it might not be that the curate comes to your house and visits you, but when Chris here had a fall, his connect group looked out for him and some of them went shopping for him. That's a practical way. 
if you're part of a connect group, somehow you might feel, okay, Angelo hasn't come to see me, but Christine has been there for me, has picked up the phone and phoned me. If you're not part of that, you might fill the gap a lot more and say, nobody cares. Belonging is key. Anybody part of Cafe Church? There's a community there in Cafe Church where each time you gather, prayers are prayed by name for each individual and people look out for one another. That's the practicality of that. That's the picture of church. That when Paul, when Peter preaches at the beginning of this, at the beginning of chapter 2, how many are added, added to, the, to the number? How many salvations happen in that window? Remind me. 3,000. Do you think with 3,000 they could do practical things like these? Absolutely not. You're lost in the crowd. It's wonderful to gather together in a huge crowd at New Wine or Spring Harvest or, or Encounter or on a Sunday morning as the numbers go up. But you'll get lost in a crowd of 200. Everyone wants a bit of Angela at the end of the service. Or a bit of Helen. Or a bit of Kath. Or a bit of Paul. And the window on a Sunday morning is too short. But they met every day. They met every day. Let's read verse 45 together. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Giving is a good thing. Because with our money we are able to support one another. But verse 46 Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Verse 47, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If anybody isn't part of a connect group, no pressure, but really pressure. Um, I would encourage you to either join one that's already existing, or if you would like to join one, but you don't know how to, just speak to any of us to help you. You can host and not lead, if lead is too heavy a word. You can lead and not host if hosting is too heavy. Or you can be part of. I'd love to encourage us by the end of the year, if everybody could commit to being part of a connect group somehow, you don't have to have been a member of the church for long. It's the best way to belong and for us to see this picture at play. Shall we pray? We're going to pray and then share in communion together because when... We're at home as a family. We share food together. Lord, thank you that this is your house. We are your people. And we invite you by your spirit to come and help us. Help us build your church. This is your church. Comfort us where comfort is needed. Strengthen us. Equip us. Encourage us and lead us.
And as we, Lord, move to sharing communion, we ask that, Lord, again, we will know your presence with us. In Jesus' name, amen.